You're listening to Best Friends Catching Up. The Mark and Joe Show. Mm, 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 mm. Fill me up. Mark, I made myself a little. Would you make yourself a little, a little tasting, a little flight? It's, it's, this is what I call a coffee flight. It's a lot of coffee. <laughs> a lot. Um, this, what, are those, do I those think, all have coffee in them? Yeah. Will you recognize oh, this mug? <laughs> dude, you took a mug from the black sheep in. I want, I want you to read what it says on this side, though. Okay, okay. I, I'm going to go real close for you. The heart of Ecuador. Oh, Look at those guys on there. Those black sheep. Um, Man. Isn't that something? That is great. I'm so happy you have that mug. And then the other thing I was going to do. What this a little is friendly it, yeah. reminder. Yeah, it's like uh, we played Frisbee golf on the Dude, highest. Dude, that's, that's the highest. The yeah, highest Frisbee golf course in the world. And don't you forget it, folks. Don't you forget. So do you have ice in there? Are you making a little ice coffee? Boo boo of an iced coffee. Yeah. Wow. And, so uh, Joe's, Joe's pouring some nicely brewed coffee out of a measuring cup into a stainless steel Starbucks cup right now. Um, get, oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> so close to spilling that entire like liter of coffee. Right, my right on. <laughs> and that was Best Friends Catching Up. Thanks for joining us this week, folks. We'll be back at you in another couple months with a new episode. Dude, I uh, speaking of breaking your computer, my my charger has been kind of on the fritz for the past like two months, I would say. And mm. uh, so I've been using like Marnus's computer to do invoices, and I've been going over to Chris's and Ryan's house to use his charger. But I wow. recently just got, and I the issue is too. I thought I uh, I thought I ordered one on Amazon, but turns out I just. I just uh, I didn't complete the process uh, properly, and I, oh, I just wow. ne- I never ordered the charger. So I've been wait I was waiting for one for like a month, and then I went to check the status of the old order, and she was she was uh, yeah, you couldn't find. I it mean, anywhere. clear clearly you have good friends. I think when I hear that story, I hear you have good and patient friends mm. because I think. If if they weren't so willing to like help you out and like oh use my computer come over and use my charger mm. you'd be checking that order you'd yeah like, this hasn't gotten here it's been three days yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so on? yeah I got a charger now I'm all charged up got it from the uh, got it from the old Pacific get this I uh, I got it from the mall in Vancouver and the uh, from the Apple Store and what's I was that called that mall the Pacific Center I believe. Um, yeah, like right kind of tucked in like Granville, Burrard, all those streets there. And, uh, I was leaving in the truck out of the garage, uh, and, or car park or whatever. And, uh, there are these people in like Palm Bay shirts, like four people, three girls, one Mm. guy just unloading flats of Palm Bay out of a truck, like onto a, onto a, uh, like a little trolley, I guess. And as I passed, I was maybe like 20 or 30 feet past them and I overheard, uh, overheard the girl go like do you want some palm bay and i just i hit the brakes reverse back up and i was like what'd you what'd you just say she was like uh yeah do you want do you want some palm bay it's like yeah sure <laughs> and dude and then the guy's just like he's like you're gonna like he's like you got uh he's like you got friends like you're gonna share these with i was like oh yeah definitely and he just starts loading flats of sugar-free palm bay into my truck he put four flats of palm bay into my no. truck yeah probably like two hundred dollars worth of like palm bay for some reason, when you were first telling that story, I, I, like the whole time I thought you were on a bike. 
No, no, that would be crazy. And I was like, oh my god, are they gonna strap Palm Bay to your just back or something? Just lash me up, just like a Palm <laughs> Bay man. Yeah, Dude, it, it makes was... me think of all those times we came back from the beer store just in absolute oh, like just shredding biceps just... holding a two four PBR. That was kind of like a pre going out workout. So yeah. Here's, oh. here's, 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 oh, here's... You, you need 24 beers Yeah, because you're going out tonight? Yep, check. Okay. Uh, is the beer store like two kilometers away from where you live? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> check, check. Uh, you have a car? No, no. check. Uh, <laughs> you know anybody who has a car? No, but Joe's got that old red bike with the green tape on the handlebars and the brakes don't work. <laughs> okay, great. Can I borrow that? <laughs> yeah, just walking back from the beer store, just doing bicep curls. Johnny Arch, uh, oh, just saving a flat, like a loose. It was a loose leaf flat too. Like this wasn't. Yeah, it that... wasn't four six packs in a flat. Like it yeah, was. It was twenty four individual tall boys in a like you know just the flat. Hardware yeah, those, those like are the two ones inches that tall. Palm Bay gifted me, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he just fully barrel rolled off a skateboard, <laughs> destroyed his back. Like I don't think he had a, a shred of skin on his back after. But God bless him. Only only spilt one beer. Yeah, dude, that is <laughs> that's the stuff of legends, and that's why they'll remember his name. Folks, uh, we're happy and pleased to have you back for another episode of Best Friends Catching Up. We know it's been a while, but. Uh, yeah, we're just absolutely chapped to have you here. You might be wondering yes. uh, what you're even listening to, even though I kind of just alluded to it a little bit there. It's Best Friends Catching Up. I'm Joe. And I'm Mark. Let's go! Glad you asked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, Nothing I... uh gross about it. It's just, I don't know. Dude, how's I just think momentum, of you like... Uh, how's momentum just... Dude, I was hoping to just get into a little bit of... Like a little bit of talk about momentum and just how crazy mm. it is when it really starts like... When it really starts building and just kind of running on its own steam and its own... Man, it sounds like you're... Volition. Sounds like you're in the throes of a momentous time right yeah, now. Yeah, so the well, momentum is running uh, thick. It's just, it's wild. It's really wild. Like, and there's there's been little checks and balances. Like, like two weeks ago, I crashed pretty good on my mountain bike and and uh, like kind of injured my thumb, I guess, on my bad hand. Pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you know, you're staying in the pocket a little bit, but on the whole, it's just. The energy and the the vibe in the house right now is at an all time high, and everything's just kind of like going along at a really good, like nice mm. pace. That's not like doesn't nothing feels hectic, but nothing feels slow. It's just like it's, Was like, a, there it's like a, a locomotive a, of momentum. Yeah, yeah, it's it's self sustained. It's like yeah. it's like in Spider Man Two when they're trying to. They're trying to get that nuclear fusion going. They're trying yeah. to power New York City. Yeah. Well, guess what? You've got a little New York City-sized reactor right in your heart, bud. Dude, everybody does. Everyone does. Was it a slow build kind of like 
you yeah. woke up one day and you're like, whoa, I'm in momentum. Or no, was it, was there slow. a catalyzing moment? Uh, I would say, I would say slow build. Or maybe both. Yeah. Slow build probably with a couple little, um, like a couple little instances, but man, that reminds me of something of what, what Chris said. He said, uh, when you look at, um, when you look at like companies and companies that are usually around to last and things that last in general, it's all about like compounding growth like like slow and steady growth is much more stable and sturdy than something that just goes boop overnight and then can just disappear as quickly the next day and sure. that kind of like that can be said too about i don't know momentum and getting good things going in your life it's like it's you know you might at the beginning you might not even really know well, I don't know. You're just like you're doing your life, but you're like putting one foot in front of the order and like in in front of the other in like a good sense. And then you're just yeah. And then all of a sudden you wake up two months later and you're like, whoa, it's really pumping. That's something like I really like that what Chris said and, and what you just said was, I I like I like thinking about that as uh, when it's such a flash in the pan, like such a it's very superficial. There's not, I mean even thinking of it from like a economic, like stock business sense, like you just said, like oftentimes that's just, that's just speculation or that's, you know, a, a sentiment, but it's not based on anything real. Like this company doubled its value overnight. Did yeah. they, do they have twice much more assets? Did they like yeah. sign a, yeah. a bigger distribution deal worth twice? No, they probably didn't. They probably had some little thing that happened, but that's what lends itself to those high highs and those low lows. But I think it's important to remember that even, and I guess kind of what you said about how it was a slow build, but you still have those, like what you were saying with the, you crash your mountain bike and there was probably a couple good things that felt good in that short term as well. But when you look at it on that, like compound long-term investment, long-term life model, even on that model, there's still going to be little blips of up oh, and yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. When you, when you like scale back the, uh, the lens, you know, and you start looking at it yeah. on the bigger picture, it looks like it's as flat as a, oh, as you know a, what I mean? As a, the as, trend a bowl, looks, as a bowling ball. Yeah. Smooth as a bowling ball. I always heard, this is a random one, but I always heard if you could scale the earth down yeah, yeah, yeah. The size of a, to the size of a cue ball, mm -hmm. that it would actually be smoother. Smoother, yeah. It's pretty crazy like all when the you're like, yeah. Really just kind of reminds you about how big earth is. Do you know, uh, speaking of Chris and just, stuff in general he explained to me uh and this kind of relates to momentum in a weird way do you know yeah, how, keep like, them coming i love this do you know time. how uh do you know how like jet turbine engines work Ooh, real momentum dude it's really cool but they run themselves almost like you have fuck yeah. okay i get okay get, humor me for a bit do your everyone. best man do humor your best. me for a bit everyone so you've got a jet engine, that big thing on the side of the plane that everyone's seen many times. In that, there is essentially um, the first part of the jet engine is taking air and compressing it through a series of fans, like um, smaller and smaller. So it's like a cone. It's like the first one is the massive one that you see on the wing, and then it's a one that's smaller, 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 and it's sucking in air to compress it. And then once it's compressed uh, to its like smallest uh, point, it's like lit on fire, right? Oh no, it's injected with jet fuel. Then it's lit on fire. Then that creates thrust. But so that that happens at the 
at the very middle or just past the middle, I guess, towards the end. And then mm. after that, that force on another series of turbines that go from small to big to the back of the jet engine, those are turbines and the force being shot out from the jet fuel and from that combustion spins these turbines that power the front fans. Mm. Did you know that? So it's yeah. So it's I like didn't, I didn't realize that how that how that all worked. Dude, so yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And and you have to like plug in there has to be a dude on the ground that that like fires up that first fan manually to get the whole thing running, but then once it's running it is obviously you need the jet fuel and shit, but it's like it's very cool and efficient and self-sufficient I'm looking almost. up right now jet engine dude efficiency. everyone should look up like a little chris explained it to me real well and i'm actually kind of not tooting my own horn here but that's the first time no, i've ever actually that well. that's the first time i've ever actually explained it kind of well but yeah you should look up diagrams and videos and shit and uh corroborate what i'm saying but it's uh it's pretty wild and that's sort of like momentum too once it's running it's just running it's just running also also, I'm I, I was trying to find like an efficiency number, like ninety percent, right? Like obviously there's gonna oh, be losses cool. due to I didn't know due true. to mm, well you me. lose like a jet yeah. engine's probably pretty fucking hot. Right? Yeah, you're losing heat. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty loud too, so you're losing a lot of energy to noise as well. Dude, that's because it makes sense, right? You got fans that are spinning one way and turbines that are just re like they're just yeah. recollecting. You know, you got a guy at the, like a thousand. He's trying to leave himself a breadcrumb, and there's a guy behind him picking up like 900 of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, Dude, but fin- uh, apparently fin- they work better at high altitude too. I could see that less uh, just sense. yeah, or well less drag in general. But I think do you because think the, the air, air is cooler. More, do you think it's more combustible? Do you think there's more like oxygen at higher altitudes? I think the air, the colder air can compress more. Oh, true. Yeah, 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 and. That's all. That's those all those little properties of like <laughs> thermodynamics and stuff are cool. Like when we used to um fill people's like avalanche air canisters at um the backcountry ski shop I worked at, it would it was really cool. Like you would uh fill them up, or no, when you would discharge them, they would get so cold. And it was, I know it's like pretty simple yeah. and basic, but it's kind of cool. And when you when you would when you would fill them up, they would get hot. And you're like, whoa, okay. just exothermic reaction. Yeah, it's just... yeah. Just so thermic. Oh. Yo, Joe, so I uh, I was in Tofino around this time last – yeah, on my way, I guess. Um, How last long week, were you there? We, dude, we were only there for like two days essentially. We got there on Sunday at midday and left on Tuesday, same same time around midday. Um, we got like five sessions in. Like we were in the water a lot, and I feel like I really – progressed a lot as a surfer like as someone who did you do a did you do a lesson or do you just like i got five sessions let's just go figure it out that was exactly it yeah five sessions the waves were really really good they were they were uh they weren't they were good they were like good size like when the sets came in you could catch them and if you were on top of your shit you could ride one for like 20 or 30 seconds it was really cool like on long wow yeah that's that's cool like the payoff is so yeah Man, but you were uh, payoff is always big when you're surfing. Anytime you get any kind of action, I, I feel like it was uh, it was sick, man. Joe, I was talking to Joe on the phone a couple days ago, and he he asked me to say what what were the couple things that I feel like uh, 
that I like thought about, I guess, to kind of help myself get slightly better at surfing. And I think the two things were be like, be like, I was like, be like a cat. Like you be like a monkey, much like what I was telling you when we went skiing that one time. Uh, yeah, you just have to yeah. be more like a, like a monkey cat. Like, don't be so like upright and robotronic. Just yeah. be like, be like a moving body. And then the other thing was, uh, just look, look ahead. Don't look at the board. I was uh, like first couple waves. I just got up, looked at the board. Then I was like bailed. But then as soon as you mm-hmm. just get up and just look to where you want to go, you just kind of go there. Makes total sense. Isn't that the case for pretty much anything? Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Hey, you going skiing? Don't look at the tips of your skis. Maybe, yeah. maybe you're going yeah. mountain biking. Don't look at your front wheel. Yeah. When you're maybe look at where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you're driving, you don't look at your hood of your car when you're on the no. 401. No. Well, I mean, some people probably do. So. <laughs> <Ryan's> <laughs> I've seen him. some crazy shit out there, but. <laughs> Dude, Ryan, you think of like the most dangerous thing. thing we do on on a daily basis. It is like driving. Yeah, that was Ryan was saying. That's why some people are bad drivers. That's his theory: is that people some people just look at the, some people don't look at look ahead. They just look at like the front of their like car and not like at their horizon. Essentially, it boggles my mind as well. Just. I don't know, like, uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I've always just been, like, a saintly driver. I definitely, like, good driver, though. Yeah, I would I've say been, I'm a good driver. I'm, I'm with you. You're a great driver. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm not going to just sit in the slow lane and go 100. Like, I go 120 like a normal bloke, but I'm not, I'm not really going 140 that much either. No. And then, uh, Unless you're speeding the other up thing, to homecoming after this, a Brantford yeah, Harlequin's exactly. rugby game. Well, you know what? <laughs> And you know what? It's easy for me to sit here because I had those lessons, man. Like I can't, I can't pretend like if that didn't happen, maybe I would be behaving a little bit differently. I learned a hard lesson yeah. and it stuck with me and I'm like actually really thankful for that. Oh, but, wow. uh, God, you're wise. I, I think one thing that I do as a driver that a lot of people do, I mean, it's like I invented this shit, but it doesn't really matter how fast you're going, but just stay clear of the car in front of you. Yeah. That's it's, a good, that's a good, like, good practice. If I come up on a car and I'm going 120 and I want to go 120 and I come up on a car and they're going 110, like it makes no fucking sense for me to just go and tailgate them now. No. Like I, every time you do that, you're putting yourself at so much. That's, that's the riskiest thing you can do because yeah. all it takes is a split second of just unattentiveness or them doing something unexpected or someone in front of them doing something unexpected. It's just, it's you know, just foolish. It's just it's stupid. Just so but, it, but you drive and you see these people are, they're crazy. They're like passing people going 140 on the right lane. Yeah. Like no one can see you. No one's expecting you to come up from there. No. It's just like, oh, it just drives me nuts. But whatever. I just keep it chill, man. That's the other thing too. I, I very rarely get road rage. Yeah, it's very easy for me to say that too because I live in Kingston, Ontario. It's not say. like I'm uh, sitting in traffic me. every day. But... I live in Whistler. There's literally one road that goes north south. <laughs> I was actually I was down. <laughs> I was driving in Vancouver on Friday, and I, uh, I was. Uh, it was good. It was good to be like driving in a city again. You kind of have to be a little bit more aware and just kind of you know checking your p's and q's and being doubt. How Yo, would you, you know, say Vancouver driving is like uh, the drivers in Vancouver as a whole? Or... I don't drive there enough to say, but from what I've heard from people who live there, not very good. There's a lot of really bad drivers, really, really bad drivers in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yo, you know what? I was down in Vancouver. I uh, <laughs> so I've been having a tough time running lately, and uh, like my Uh-oh. knee just kind of just becomes 
really painful after like four minutes of just running. I can play tennis though. I can like I can. It's weird. I can like cut around and stuff, but the act of just repetitive running just really mm. makes my knee like hurt. So I went to the doctor and they they said I should get a bone scan just uh, to see if there's any like stress fracture in my knee or something like that. Dude, do you know what a bone scan is? No. Well, I can yeah. imagine, but no, I. Well, if you're imagining what it is without really knowing much about it, you're like specifically, I'll be really impressed. But what they do is they. Okay, you go for your first appointment. They in they inject you with a trace amount of radioactive material, mm. and then it goes into your bloodstream. And the first picture they take, it was so cool because I could see the I could see the computer as it was ha all happening. And you see, like, you see a very faint, like, you're just looking at the computer, you can't really see anything. And then as soon as the injection goes in, you see my legs just, like, take shape. And you just see the blood going in, in, like, the femoral artery or whatever. Like, you just see this one channel it goes in through. And then it just, like, whoom, like, fills out the silhouette of my leg. It was really, Whoa. really cool. And All then, the, like, veins and everything? More or less, just the, the just the entire leg, but you could definitely see like the femoral artery, like you could see the one strip that it went in because they played it on like a loop after it happened. So you could just, I was like, kept watching it. It was really cool. And then, so that so so now the the stuff's in your blood, and then you go and do whatever for like four hours, and in that four hours, um, parts of your bones that are healing more get pick up more of this. Um, trace amount in your blood because like more bloods go into these parts of your bone and Whoa. uh yeah and then you come back and then they scan you again and then they get this like th 3d picture of your of your leg or whatever they're scanning and and the parts that are um healing glow and since i so so i go in and i get they do that it was for my knees or whatever so they were doing both knees and i was talking to the nurses and i i said uh like, hey, like, I had a pretty big crash on my mountain bike two, two weeks ago. Can you, like, can, can, you, can I do my hands as well? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, sure. So we scanned my hands, and when I came back and uh, did the bone scan for my hands, as soon as I put both hands in, all the nurses, like, started laughing, essentially, because my thumb was just, like, glowing, like, white, <laughs> white hot. <laughs> oh yeah is this, this is unrelated to like that part in your yeah hand dude you broke. Su super lucky so uh yeah i broke my hand last summer and when i crashed on my mountain bike i took all the impact on my fucking thumb right beside it so like super lucky in a way also very lucky that um also very lucky that i got that done because now i i won't go mountain biking like tomorrow you know Whereas if I didn't have that, like I got it x-rayed after it happened and it came back negative, but clearly there's like something going on. There. What's going on with your knee? They was didn't, the, the doctor will say it did and there's nothing like glowing on it or anything. I honestly, just, yeah, no glow. I see you're just being a bit of a pussy or I guess so. I honestly don't know. I have <laughs> just, no idea. I'm just kidding. No, it's so, like, it's crazy. Those repetitive, like quote unquote stress injuries, yeah. especially it's weird how it makes total sense what you said about how you can go play tennis. You can go run for like an hour if you're like cutting and changing direction. Doing yeah. this. But as soon as you do that repetitive thing, uh -huh. it's almost like a throbbing feeling. And yeah. And it's uh, just so like low. Five minutes of just that same motion. It's just, it, it's like, it's your knee has a momentum of its own. It just needs <laughs> like the engine to start up when you're playing tennis. 
you're always kind of like turning it on and off. Mm -hmm. But when you're running, it's just like that slow build, man. It's like a fire starting to light. Yeah, when a fire starts to burn. Right, yeah, so I just thought that was really cool. Also, just, I don't know, it's so, uh, it's, I say this every time I go to the hospital or go get any sort of medical work done. It's just so sick living in Canada. Like, just, like, like sitting in this machine that's just spinning around, and it's so, it seems so expensive and so complex, and just... Oh, it's expensive. And there's three, there's two nurses there, one doctor in the nuclear medicine unit, and, like, they're just doing all this stuff, and then you're just, say bye. It's crazy. It's crazy. Bye. Like, okay, see see ya. And, like... See ya, ya Bills. (laughs) The nurse was actually going up to Whistler. I was like, what are you doing this weekend? She's like, I'm going up to Whistler. I was like, oh, maybe I'll see you there. It's funny. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Because it was down in Vancouver, Lionsgate Momentum. Hospital. Momentum. Hey, so, man, Whistler, do you know much about the history of Whistler? Like, when, when, when were people first starting to shack up there? When was Dude. people first starting to ski there? Do you know That's much about That's a great that? question. I think – the mountain has been around for just over 50 years because they had their 50 anniversary, 50th uh, year anniversary recently. So that's that's one thing. Black was when you a say bit the later. mountain, do you mean like, like the with run, a lift? like the ski, the ski resort? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I don't really know. I know it well, used to take people were probably coming up here yeah. before and uh-huh. just like hoofing it up. But yeah, just who living, knows how living long up ago. here in the valley. Who, who knows really? I know that it used to take like two days to get here and not, not that long ago. It used to take. Like, it used to take about, like, a half day to get to Squamish, and then from Squamish to Whistler, you were, like, you needed saws and and shit to, like, yeah. take a logging road to get here. I knew, I I do know that. And, uh, but yeah, not, not, not too much. I actually just started reading a book um, about the history and sort of this, uh, yeah, like, the history of logging and the native people on Haida Gwaii, like in the Queen Charlotte Islands. Have you heard of Haida Gwaii? No. It's like the Sounds it's like, really cool it's though. It's the northernmost like massive island archipelago in uh on the continent. It's like it's well, well, well north of Vancouver Island off the coast. And uh the book's called The Golden Spruce and it's about I'm about I don't know, maybe a quarter of the way into it, but essentially it's a it's about this this golden spruce tree that is like 30 meters tall and like three meters like diameter. And it's just, it's this anomaly that is in this like lush green forest. And it is just literally a glowing golden spruce. And the, the um, indigenous people of the Haida Gwaii, like they obviously cherished and like everyone cherished this tree. And like even explorers came upon it, like in the 1800s and stuff. And, and just oh it's just one tree one it's not tree like there's a bunch of golden spruce there's this one, one random like golden god sp- tree yeah exactly in the yakoon river valley on on uh on the queen in the queen charlotte islands and it's uh it's about this yeah i won't like i kind of think i might know what happens but i won't even get into it but it's uh yeah it's cool right now they just talked about a potash which is like uh, an indigenous um funeral kind of like celebration of life i guess um for mm-hmm. when like really important people die well i guess they do them for when everyone dies but when when someone really important dies like a chief or something like that they have like a two-day like party essentially and one of the cooler uh 
things I learned from that was they so they'll they'll commission someone to well they won't commission someone will just carve like a beautiful you know those like really cool masks that you see in museums and stuff oh yeah yeah so someone will carve one of those um and then they'll they'll like dance it at the at the party at the pot at I think it's called a potash yeah uh they'll like dance it in one dance that song the mask just gets one dance and then they take a piece of cedar and they steam and bend one piece of cedar into like a box essentially and then they put the mask in the box and then they light a huge fire with the box in the center and this fire's just going and the box starts to like splinter and then since it's been bent it just opens up and then the mask just like sits in the fire just like for about like two or three minutes just unburnt but like being like enveloped in flames and it's and then it obviously uh, then it erupts into flames is that, is that cool that's so cool yeah imagine seeing that mm. yeah I, I that's like it's so interesting and imagine being one of those people like who are breaking trail up in mm. in northern bc for Dude. Or just even like more in modern times, like okay, we got to go build this like power station up in butt fuck nowhere. Like the first people who go in there, you know, once a camp gets built and this and that, I'm not even talking about that. But like someone's got to go build that camp, you know, the very first. That that's crazy work, man. Yeah, that's I, I really respect the like. Just you need to just figure stuff out. Oh like, yeah. There's no handbook on how to do this stuff and stuff's gonna go wrong that you never foresee saw could go wrong like yeah. the most valuable person you can have out there is someone who's gonna one who's like resourceful and just has a wide range of skills but also just has the temperament and the mentality to not like get flustered by and that i'm learning is such a skill just being able to stay it's easy to be like even and cool-headed and like thinking through things well when things are going well or at least relatively so but like it take it, it takes a special amount of skill and experience, man. Like that, it's not something you can just read a book about. Like when shit hits the fan, like I really value that guy, or like I really look up to that guy who's like when shit hits the fan can really dissect the problem and like yeah. keep an even head and and figure out a way forward, man. Because it can be so, it can feel so overwhelming and so daunting yeah. and like everything's on an eggshell, you know, any decision can make it so much worse. And you're just like trying to find that one or two like options you could take that are going to like claw yourself out of this mess or whatever, yeah. whatever's going on. But that's no, that is, that's true. That is a very good skill. And it also can, it can go south too. If you have like four people who, who get like, who do get flustered and then it just kind of clouds everything, you know? Dude, me, me and Nikki were on a walk the other night, and uh, I don't know. I mean, we've been watching Westworld, and so I'm kind of got this like a uh, cyberpunk, like future modern thing on the mind. Sure. And I think we had just watched an episode or something, and then we went for a walk. And I was talking to her. I'm like, I don't know. I was just getting, weird. <laughs> I was getting real weird uh, with these theories. But I was, I was thinking, imagine a time in the future where instead of handing someone a resume like resumes were like the dodo bird thing of the past okay oh yeah okay, but okay, okay. E but everyone the way they represented themselves in a public um like i like where you reply to a job or like it this was just public your public profile instead of like a facebook page or a resume or anything else that you would currently use to like represent yourself which is mostly just images or words i i was theorizing what if 
everyone just had a collection of 1000 songs and that was <laughs> and that was like your identity yeah okay but but this was the norm in the time so people were constantly like now it would be such a hassle to like maintain a playlist of yeah a dude i only have like tinkering. 500 liked songs in my spotify honestly a thousand a thousand's kind of crazy a meal a meal a meal with a thousand is a lot but a meal could probably bang out a thousand song playlist really well Dude, 100 you, songs dude, but you're constantly sends... tinkering based on how you're feeling like your personality how oh, you're changing oh yeah yeah okay nice i like it and someone could listen to it and be like hmm let's make this guy line manager line manager yeah or <laughs> or or like or since spotify is so algorithmic and if everyone has one of these playlists you could just mm. submit your playlist and then the algorithm could just be like <clears throat> like just sense compatibility immediately yeah yeah Yeah. i'm not even saying necessarily like us humans would have to listen to it yeah it it could be like a computer like say i need to hire someone yeah 20 people submit to me their 100 song playlist the computer listens to them all and they'll be like these two three people are the most like compatible yeah the the (laughs) environment you're trying to foster that's funny man dude they're gonna throw on summer 69 at the end of like a friday yeah dude that would be kind of jokes actually (laughs) But um, no way. I, you know, I'm kind of like anti Instagram in, in yeah. a sense for myself. I don't care what other people do, but I don't want it for myself. But this is like, I guess, a way that I feel would be like such a cool way to represent yourself. And yeah, fuck, computers are already reading your resume anyway. So it's not like it's, it's not going to happen. It is pretty fun on Spotify when you um, see in that top right corner, like on your computer, when you're on it on your computer and you see what your friends are listening to. Mm. It's kind of fun. Dude, I don't I don't take advantage of that at all. I've I got just, a meal and I've gotten a yeah, I have like three. I, fr- I, I, have, I, I have Emil, Max McLernan, and Mike Menton. <laughs> like that's it. Shout out to I you. Talking boys. to a, I was talking to a buddy about that exact same thing, and he had, he had his old ex girlfriend who he was still was in love with. Okay. And one of his, <laughs> one of his father's friends, and, and I'm like, why him? He's like, just got great taste in music. I'm like, oh, all right, those two people. Dude, speaking of Max McLaren. Oddly enough, that guy's getting back together with that ex Oh, so. maybe it was the maybe it was because he just kinda had a beat on what she was yeah. listening to. Like when she was listening exactly. to some sad breakup songs and stuff, maybe he would send her a text and shit. Wow, that's actually insanely uh like that you're just maneuvering it so well. If, if yeah. that if someone was actually doing that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe there's there's people out there will uh if you give them an inch, they'll take a yard. Um, we, uh, me and Marnus went to go play tennis at the racket club. Uh, actually, no, we went to go play ping pong at the racket club the other day. And, uh, uh, someone I know who was working there and they just let us play like pickleball tennis. And have you ever played pickleball? pickleball. Dude, pickleball is sick. It. Oh my Probably God. the most fun. Dude, pickleball is insane. Pickle- it's like big, it's like big table tennis. It's like table tennis. Big. Yeah. It's so big sick. Big table tennis. It's so dope. Uh, but uh, the reason that I thought about table tennis and ping pong in general was, and Max McLernan made me think of it. He is one of the only true disciples of Bear Bear style. He still rips. McLernan still uses Bear style. Didn't he learn that from you on in yes. South America? He yes. kind of adopted. Dude, I took him under. Good my for wing. him. Good for him for sticking with it because it is such an idiotic style. Fuck it, rips yeah. though. It rips. <laughs> It rips. It's all that to Marnus, man. I just slapped him around the table tennis court. Dude, I, I, I kind of introduced him to our rule about how if you were to hit it long and if I were to rip it back in, 
it's like mm. and you hit it back it's, it's live it's live and it's it's that's such a funny little rule it's just such a fuck you when you just absolutely clap Mar- one that's going off the table just right back in hey marnus i hope you listen to this but uh <laughs> I, I think as i think you will but Marnus is so great because he will always give you a game but you'll always beat him you know he's a he's just it's such a boost playing marks because he, he's good enough that you don't feel like it was for free but it's basically for free definitely so, in ping pong he did beat me on such the, a boost he beat me on the pickleball court but that's because i think he just had that sort of he had that just that drive of just getting slapped in in ping pong so but that's an excuse i should have i should have put him put him down yeah. beat him in tennis yesterday we got free memberships out of it all we were just ripping around and they're trying to make the racket club cool again like and young and hip and no shit. way you got and memberships they were, yeah they were like club? yeah molly the girl who kind of just like showed us around and stuff asked her her boss and if they could just give us some free memberships if if we yeah just come and you play. guys are gonna go there all the time and be playing and like bring some bring some sugar-free palm bays and get the get, yeah get the party started <laughs> bring a friend named joe when he comes out in Dude, august joe, we're gonna rip oops so that's been uh, that's been planned out, folks. Uh, Dude, myself that's... and the third member of the Kingston Trio, Emil Roy Foster, we're going to be all uh, oh, going out to Whistler, pen- pending some like third wave of COVID yeah. madness. I don't know. Like if this, I- I'd still go at pretty much at any cost unless like the airline shut down. I mean, yeah. obviously I'm going to be reasonable about things, but. Mm-hmm. Pretty freaking excited, man. Dude, I'm stoked, man. That's going to be so much fun. You guys are coming out on like the 21st or something, and you're here also the 30th? Yeah, what? Uh... Dude, there's rumblings, Joe, of houseboating. Oh, my God. When? When you guys are out here. Mm, that's so exciting. <laughs> man, should I bring a tent and stuff? Yes, I, should I... definitely you should bring a tent. I'm... Like, do you guys have spike ball? I'm gonna bring yeah. spike ball. Yeah, you I'm, should bring I'm not spike gonna ball. pack a single iota of clothing in my <laughs> bag. I'm just, just bring gonna bring frisbees, uh, spike ball, tent, just everything. They're going yeah. through my bag at the here. We're gonna stop you. They pull out. It's like a hammock, spike ball, three frisbees, a frisbee golf collection. Yeah, they're uh, like, okay, where's where's the where's the mushrooms? Where's the acid? Where? where? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> uh, buddy. We know you got weed hidden somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just legal don't look here. in that side pocket. Yeah. Like, oh, well, what's in the side pocket? Two-ended dildo. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Gotcha. <laughs> that one's for you, officer. <laughs> Little do they know they never uh... check inside the two-ended dildo. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Once, oh, once you see that in the bag, no one's gonna like really yeah. get a good grip on it and examine. No pun intended. Oh man, that's yeah. actually such an insane tactic for smuggling drugs. Mm. Just putting like, them in a dildo. Yeah, like molding them into a dildo, mm. and then just cutting like like, like no one ch- yeah like putting like putting it in like putting something inside of like Jello. Kind of. Yeah, like putting inside a gel, like molding it in there, and it's a dildo. And like no one's, no one's gonna be like, yo, yeah, I want to feel your dildo. I want to. No when one we wants were, to touch that. When we were um kids at uh, the lake, growing up, uh, Patty Bart and his family constructed a new outhouse, and we had Uh-oh. we thought we thought it'd be fun to have like a grand opening of the new outhouse, and we uh 
had everyone around and we made jello and we made yellow jello and then put two coffee crisps in the jello to symbolize like poop. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we were kids, man. I wow, it was man. creative I, and, and kind of uh, very touching. Yeah, did you still eat it? Do you eat the coffee? Yeah, everybody, everybody, ha- everybody had a little little taste here. There, it was very chill. Oh my god! It's Two families, jello. one coffee crisp. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, coming back, uh, circling back to back where this to... all began. Yeah. On the topic of momentum. Oh, dude. I I wanted to kind of share with you that I'm I'm in some pretty good momentum too right now. I would say the biggest thing that's kind of potentially holding back my momentum is i haven't been working out very much lately yeah but that being said i'm outside like 10 hours a day and nice on you're on your on your feet all day. that's good i still would want to just do a dedicated workout as yeah. well because of just and i've talked about this so many times in the past just like the symbolism of doing that is so powerful for like mm. my me- mentality yeah you know uh, just just by like the sacrifice of doing that workout just keeps me like straight and narrow on a lot of other things. Yeah, I it guess. Does, yeah. But uh, dude, can I tell you? About- it's just like, yeah, I went and made an, uh, an uh, yeah, please. I want my next question was going to be, I wanted to kind of go back to, to your momentum and like you, just, you well, shared a couple of the, the hiccups about, along man, I've, this uh, momentum journey. I want to hear about the good stuff. Well, just in terms of working out, I've kind of gotten into this oh, routine. Connection of- issue. One oh, second. Poor yeah. connection. You're all good. Excuse me? Uh, Poor yeah, connection. I, I can hear you pretty well. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to I'm gonna change over to the print Wi-Fi over here, see if that does anything. Printer Wi-Fi. That's cool. Printer Wi-Fi? What are you talking about? Did you say printer Wi-Fi? No, different. Different oh. Wi-Fi. Um, I got like the 2.4 hertz. Yeah, five yeah. Hertz you, got, you can dabble. Um. Dude, with working out, I've gotten into this routine of working out without a gym, and I, and I honestly love it. I love it. I mm, that my, is your style, man. Dude, my it's... new workout is great. It's it's kind of like a modified Murph, honestly. I uh, I do the biggest one I've done so far is ninety pull ups, a uh, hundred push ups, and then I go sprint the hill behind my house four times. And then Joe, you'll love this. The last thing I do. I put the truck in neutral on this cul-de-sac right here, and I just push my truck. That's epic. I just push my truck four times, and there's a slight grade, like there's a slight incline up. So you just yeah. Is there any risk of this truck going on a runaway? No, no, it's it's impossible. Like you're you push it about twenty twenty or twenty five feet, and then you're just you can't push it any farther. Then you hop in the seat as it rolls back to where it started. So it's just a slight incline. You push with the truck four times, okay. and you're like, you're you're so cooked. So yeah, that's so it's not new. hard to get back in the seat. Like it's not no. rolling back down nice and quick. It rolls down like pretty slow. You just gotta hop in the seat quick. Um, it's uh, it's great. Yeah, it's a sweet, <laughs> it's a sweet, sweet workout. I'm really enjoying. I'll it. do it. I'll do it with you when I come out. Yeah. I don't think I'll be able to do the all the pull ups, but I'll certainly uh, try my best. Yeah, just do like if, I started. If not, out... I'll do extra push ups or extra whatever. Yeah. I started out, uh, I was only able to do like 70 or whatever, and now I can do 90. So obviously not in one go, but uh, we'll, we'll do a We'll do a yoga session when I'm out there. Too. Yeah. A little really? Bit just get limber, man. I want to, when we're out there, I, I want to work out like every day. Yeah. Dude. I want to leave the West coast in better shape than when I arrived. 
Dude, that won't be an issue at all. We'll definitely be able to get after that. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Yeah, so that's been my... Uh, dude, On and back to momentum. Uh, I feel like I may have read this a little while ago on the... Uh, on the podcast, but it's really, it's, it's never truly, I don't know. It's never rang so true before, uh, in my opinion. Um, this is a poem that, uh, Joe wrote a couple of years ago. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you, did you dedicate it to me? I certainly did. Wow. Do you, do you remember when, when you wrote that? I don't, I don't remember when you wrote it. No. I feel like it was like within the year with yeah. like, it was like a year ago. Maybe a year ago, yeah. And uh, Joe sent it out in a PDF document, printed it, printed them out, got them framed. Gave I have one that sits beside my uh, bed and gave one to Chris and Ryan as well. And uh, this poem is called... You gave one to Chris and Ryan. Yeah, framed one, gave them to him. <laughs> okay. Let's go. I'm going to read this for you, folks. Here we go. Momentum by Joseph Yell. The first keystroke of a freshly minted novel, a discarded van skirted with overgrown pigweed and thistle, a long overdue workout on the 2nd of January, inauspicious, unassuming, naive, the threat of irrelevance lurking. Eyes have yet to open, however, a faint and distant pulse can be heard. Feet yearn for familiar ground, yet no such path lays afoot. No pavement, no cobbles, no staircase guiding the ascent. Simply instinct and a newly born force offer their fragile guidance. Familiarity and comfort entice with a cradle of security. The door remains shut, boldness the key. Words become pages, a road trip is planned, resolutions yet broken. Enthusiasm billows and invisible forces begin to take shape. The church of momentum welcomes all who heed its commandments. Fear not the tangents of life, for they bear the unexpected and improbable. Intention is the mother of happiness, expectation her adversary. Manage temptation, and integrity is the reward. As if tidal, the feeling is constant and unhindered, fueled by its own impulse and vigor, a nuclear fusion of mind and body, although unseen, leading onwards with an outstretched arm. Boom. Holy shit, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> Joe, man, so sick. I read that I read that last night to the boys. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you the poem I wrote, Nicole. There you go. Poem Fest. One second. Let me go get it. Poem Fest 2020. <laughs> Joe, this one's framed as well. Joe's just taking I've only it off ever written uh... Very nice. I've only ever written two poems. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like this. I like the theme of like grand, like movement, you know? Yeah. Like, like momentum or like the unknown. Well, this uh -huh. one's about, which is kind of like a momentum thing as well. This one's called The Unknown Path, and it was dedicated to my girlfriend and future wife, Nicole Irons. Burp, burp. <laughs> That's where you put the sirens up. <laughs> okay. I am blowing in the wind. It has been a while since I have touched down. Dread seeks to dull me, but I will not waver. 
I feel the tingling warmth of things to come. I concede the road diverging many times below. I continue adrift, every breath more uncertain. At first glimpse, I cannot see past the darkness. Strong I may be, but I choose not to resist. Uncertainty grips me. It pulls me in every direction. Awash with unknown, a hand reaches out, and I am reminded of what I had long forgotten. It is uncertainty that fuels the wind at my back. It is unknown that drives me. My curiosity, my passion, my freedom, and my joy. I am blowing in the wind, but worry not, for I have learned to fly. Oh, Dude, I got go. I got shivers, man. Wow, dude, you are literally a poet. Yeah, well, I'll write one every couple of years. Dude, speaking of poet and poeteering, we've been freestyle rapping hard, and we are really, really. Fuck, I'm gonna suck. Dude, you're gonna dude. suck. Mar- <laughs> Marnus has gotten. So dude, Marnus and Alex Bola have gotten pretty good in like a very short amount of time. <laughs> like in in two months. That doesn't surprise me. In two months, they have really like really gotten good yeah because you know what those guys have the right temperament to become good at something like that because one i think like they definitely have the confidence once you get over that first yeah like mental block that everyone has yeah but i feel like they would probably got over that very quickly and especially i mean you're amongst friends right yeah so they definitely have the confidence to keep like going with it then the other thing is they're definitely like both the type of person who's really not afraid of failure. No. Like they they will try stuff that like most people would never try. And like yeah. not not rap related at all. Like they like Marnus tried to run it like he he was training to do an Iron Man. Yeah. Like wow. if that if that doesn't tell you that this guy is not scared to fail, then I don't know what will. Yeah. No, we dude, you gotta start spitting bars and just kind of like getting. I'm your feet actually gonna again. start listening to. I'm just gonna like be exclusively listening to like Anderson Pock and Most Death for the next. Yeah. Dude, month. just put beats on <laughs> in your cars, man. Just start rapping like th- that's. What Marna says he like drives back from Function Junction and just like puts on a couple beats and just raps in his car by himself. That's so. Epic. It's so sick, and man. And I definitely, uh, I've definitely. It's so weird because. I find now I, I, I don't feel embarrassed or nervous to do it. Mm. I, I definitely like have have that glimmer of like an expectation. And like what I said, in the, the poem that you read, like expectation is, is not, yeah. Expe- like, don't compare yeah. yourself to like something. That's like the classic golf game. You know, May you shoot I? a good round Inten- and then your next round is shit. Yeah. Intention is the mother of happiness. Expectation, her adversary. That is actually such a good line that you put in that poem. Like, like do things with intent and you will be happy if you expect things like don't mm. like don't expect just do things with intent yeah that's like, such a good fucking line you actually wrote such all, a good poem it's all about chasing the opportunity and not chasing the outcome like i, I think the outcome will happen if you do yeah, it yeah right exactly way. if you just trust the process man if you if you just get like your things in line and just get that chugging along and just trust the process and who you are and the things you do and who you surround yourself with and and stuff like that, then just chips just kind of fall into place. I don't think anything good has ever been said after the words I deserve or we deserve or like I should, you know, yeah. I should have this. I deserve this. Like that's such a shit way to think. And yeah. I'm not like people don't really say that, but like they do think it. I, I really, they do think it. You gotta, you gotta just divorce the idea of like, don't do things based on like what your the expected outcome will be. Mm. Like, I, I don't know. Just 
you obviously do things that are smart for what you're trying to accomplish in your life. But if you're constantly just doing things to because you think it's going to get you there or here, then it's not the right way. It's not the right way. No. You always be disappointed. And even if you do achieve what like a lot of people would consider to be incredible, you're never going to be satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's well well put. Are you saying we should rap though? tank tops away because it's getting kind of sunny today uh, and you know my saying when it suns out put the guns away and get the buns out uh, i like the ass and titties i like uh, the ass and titties uh, on a hot summer's day uh, yeah. uh, uh, yo. on a hot summer's day on a hot yeah. summer's day uh, uh, yeah uh, on a hot summer's day i'm feeling kind of shredded go to fill up my car gasoline call it leaded uh with the 97 octane my shit runs on diesel dog you sickin super sane i'm like goku you vegeta i'm like the freaking protagonist and you the antagonist go skeeta uh, i'm like a, a blonde cheetah eat up pita manita vanita Ooh. Uh. Uh. cheetah uh. Ooh. Ah. so <laughs> I like my dairy thick, uh. like a Philly cream cheese, and I'm weak behind the knees, cause you gotta fucking sneeze, but don't hold it in, your eyeballs gonna blow up the back uh. of your brain, uh. uh, I'm going insane, cause uh. I'm slaying the beat, I can't feel this neat, one of my band ain't made, but, uh, I'm gonna get after the day, walk 25k, make uh. you call you later bae, uh, ooh, uh, I like call you later bae, I used to have a crush on this girl, her name was Shay, she was a bad bitch from south of the bay and she said who boy i'm like a bailer hey come throw me over your shoulder i say i'm a rover i say red rover red rover baby girl come over i got a red bed sheet on my bedspread let's go and it's like a motherfucking here to captain insano i'm drano cleaning the pipes laying it right vibing fucking here to midnight uh uh, uh. oh yo uh. wearing the short little skirt looking at me Bagging for a flirt, uh. uh She says, hey, I'm feeling kinda shitty I'm like, that's common Cause I'm a Bay City kitty, uh oh. Yo, rap go meow I'm a cheetah I come so fast You go to fucking Weeda Weeda Bix uh. Leave it in some milk Billy cream cheese Leave uh. it in the pill, uh. Uh. Ooh. uh So I say, what do you do? She says, I'm French grapefruit Pompe mousse, ooh Ooh, you smooth and acidic like grapefruit And you're with the friggin' got the friggin' pulled jackfruit On my taco, you don't even know, yo Rappin' with my main man, his name is fucking Jojo Uh, he was a yo-yo master at the age of ten And then said, fuck this shit is lame, man Uh-uh Yo, rappin' with my main bro, Mark Uh, all his style, all his fucking guile All his Rick Ross and he's gonna ride you up Bow you up, tile you up Tie you up behind the bed, bed hey. spread. Uh. uh, don't let him fool you. He ain't no bear. He's a little teddy. Meow. <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, uh, Mark. Yeah. Before, b- before we uh, leave each other, you got me so freaking fired up with all this talk of momentum. And I'm feeling a lot of really good momentum. But, you know, you can never – you, you got to keep it always going, man. The trajectory is always upwards. Yeah. And I was thinking when I woke up this morning, I, like I was outside all day Friday, got pretty drunk Friday night. Saturday still managed to like make it outside. But, man, I was just so tired this morning. And I was thinking to myself this could so easily become just like a day where I don't even leave the house. Yeah. But uh-uh. I'm going to turn that thing upside down. Yeah. And b- because I even had that thought, I'm going to kind of like – go overboard use the other way. Use it as way. fuel. Yeah, use it as fuel. Use it as fuel. I'm going to, as soon as we're done this call, it's 150. Nicole's going to be driving back from Toronto. I'm going to, I'm going to go outside, lace up my runners and I'm just going to go for like a 25 kilometer walk. Dude. And just talk yeah. to her the whole, the whole drive back, keep her company. Wow, dude. That makes my heart warm. That's, that's the plan. That warms my heart. So I just wanted to share that with you. Fuck yeah. What I think I'm going to do is, uh, Fix my uh, really give my road bike a good like tune up and clean and stuff. Get that thing running nice again. Order a bunch of new business cards on Vista Print along with some car magnets and swanky polos, and just plan mm. the week and just get really get things just in line for a really really good week here. And it feels uh, so good when you square that all away. Yeah, you know, when it's all done at the end of the day. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah, I got her done. I think that's uh yeah that's kind of what's in store for me. Folks, it's been uh, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up. Uh, well, well, it's been it's been just nice being back uh, here talking to Joe and doing our old podcast mm-hmm. thing again. It's yeah, cool. It's been nice. Still best friends, folks. Yeah, no, oh yeah. No need to worry. Not, yeah, no and, need uh... to worry there. <laughs> uh, special shout out to our sponsors as always. Pel- as always, Pelican Fish Market and Grill, Charette Wealth Management. Uh, Joseph, uh, you got a one and, or two in there? And uh, Esther Yell, Mortgage Broker. Boom. Boom. Newt Casanas. Uh... Newt Casanas. Oh, if, Newt you're on the, if you're on the West Coast, Newt Casanas. Chris Harris is building sick freaking saunas. Does he have a sauna at his place? Yeah. I been, want a sauna. Dude, we've I I been sauning a lot. Dude, I think I like cooked my brain yesterday. I had saunaed for like <laughs> 18 minutes at really high temperature, and I came out and had like a fucking headache. I had to sleep. I did not. <laughs> I knocked for like three hours. <laughs> Dude, it was fucked, man. I went a little bit too hard in the paint. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, you actually like you you, you kind of scrambled it up there. Yeah, dude, I really scrambled it. I did a little bit of Googling and it was like, yeah, okay, maybe maybe don't go so hard in that song. I was, was standing. Was was, you know when someone over- overcooks scrambled eggs or like you get the, the hotel version, you know, yeah. and they're just like hard. No one likes it. That's, Cunt, yeah. that's, you want to keep it soupy up there. Keep it. Fluid, yeah. You know? Keep it very fluid. Yeah. When you uh, sop all the water and electrolytes out of there, it's not great. But I uh, learned my lesson and uh, yeah, you know, I would never know if you don't try. Uh, folks, we're going to leave you um, with a couple. Uh, here's a couple just kind of updates from um, friends of ours, guests have of past episodes. Uh, I've asked Ooh. them to send. I've asked them to send in a couple, just a little one one minute, one to two minutes, a little just kind of momentum life update. Just see how uh, see how everyone's shaking. So we'll leave you with that, wow. and uh, we'll ride uh, we'll ride this one out into the sunset. It's been a a treat and a pleasure, and uh, we wishing everyone well and stay safe out there and keep thriving. Build the mo. Build the mo. Where to mo? Ciao, Bella. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey friends, what's good? I hope you two are doing well. I'm currently in LA finishing up my last two graduate school courses. Um, So as of next month, I will officially be a master of social entrepreneurship, which is pretty exciting. Um, But with that, I am the class of 2020 and trying really hard to um, find a job right now. I'm applying literally across the map. Um, So various parts of Africa, the UK, North America, Uh, looking forward to whatever my next adventure will be, hopefully in a role in impact investing or social impact consulting. Uh, Other than that, I've been getting outside a bunch, hitting the beach, uh, going on a bunch of epic hikes along the West Coast and hoping to do a few mini road trips next month to Yosemite and and Tahoe. Um, And if by end of next month I don't find a job in the U.S., I will be doing an epic road trip across the U.S., back to Canada, and moving back in with my parents, which will be interesting. Um, But yeah, other than that, having lots of fun uh, out here and and trying hard to get... Good morning, Charette and Yeller. Hope you guys are doing well. This is Ribsy from Toronto. Funny timing that you asked me to send in this voice memo. I actually just spent the weekend with a bunch of QRFC guys out in Belleville after a, a long back and forth of Cami Mo trying to convince a couple of us to go out to Ottawa. We decided to settle in the middle with the Jewel of Belleville at the Bay of Quinty Golf Course. We stayed in a little bunker off the highway. And it was uh, perfectly executed by Cami Mo. Good to see some of the other boys too, plus uh, a couple of Ashbury alumni like Johnny Bewald and Keith and Benji. Um, momentum update quickly everyone in toronto is doing well the routine is consistent uh love working from home luckily with three uh, really good buddies of mine and uh ideally hoping to get out to vancouver on the west coast so i could uh, catch up with you in person sometime before the end of the summer and uh otherwise all the boys send it a love sitting across from lerno as we speak so I uh, look forward to hearing what this podcast has in store. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I guess we'll just take it away. Uh, my name's Lindsay, and, you know, a little update going on in my world. I've uh, probably spent most of 2020 living on a tiny island up the coast from Vancouver. Pretty much since, like, everything got weird, um, I left the city. It was like, no, thank you. Um, so I'm right near Desolation Sound, which is a pretty cool spot. Lots of nature stuff going on. Seen some whales, seen dolphins, we had sea lions earlier this year. Um, while I've been here, I've been working actually full time for a tech company down in the city, um, obviously remote. Um, biggest news though is that uh, I actually quit my job last week because I'm going back to school. Um, in the fall to do a second degree bachelor's in computer science so get ready for a wild ride with that um yeah hope you're doing well i hope you're staying happy and healthy and we'll chat soon hey bfcu listeners emil here longtime friend of joe and mark and operator of a longtime bfcu sponsor pelican seafood market and grill Wanted to start with a quick sponsor update. Uh, We've pushed through the pandemic and been extremely well supported the whole time. Some of you may know we own a food truck which was slated to hit the streets again this summer. Uh, Unfortunately, with the current conditions, we didn't see a viable use for the truck. 
for the foreseeable future, but it felt wrong to just leave it sitting behind the building. Um, so, um, we're really excited to announce that we've lent the truck to the Ottawa Mission. Um, again, for the foreseeable future, uh, they're going to be able to use it in their food services training program, um, helping men and women uh, who are less fortunate uh, find their way into the workforce through this program. Uh, and they'll also be driving the truck around and serving hot food to people in need, whether it's uh, frontline workers, uh, people at testing facilities, the list goes on. Um, we are just generally really excited to see the truck back on the road and being used for, for some great, great causes and just putting smiles on hungry people's faces. Um, so that's sort of the Pelican side of things. Um, I do work a lot and love what I do. So naturally work can sort of take over, uh, when people ask me, uh, what's going on in my life. Um, I have with that in mind, been trying to put a little bit more effort into finding time for myself. Uh, I've been really enjoying the process of refinding balance and watching the momentum meter sort of rise on the daily. Uh, try to bike and walk around the city. I'm, I live in Ottawa, in case anyone doesn't know that. Um, usually around dusk, uh, we get some really great, uh, some really great clouds and skylines and there's some awesome landscapes here in Ottawa. Um, I, I bring my camera with me. I've got a camera I got for my birthday a couple years back that I haven't really put much time into, um, so I've been enjoying trying to shoot whatever interests me. Uh, I find it's an awesome way to kind of get away from the phone and, and just like really be in the moment and let let the day sort of wash away. Um, I'm blessed to have a cottage to visit, so I was just there this past weekend, uh, did some really fun wake skating, uh, some cliff jumping, and just general fun activity, um, just trying to learn new things on the wake skate and, and in the air, uh, instead of just kind of sticking to like the old routines and just sort of doing it as this like passive thing, I try to actually like develop myself in areas that aren't necessarily necessary to, to my success in life, but you know, just personal challenges that, that make this a little bit more fun. Um, yeah, and, and just generally, it's, it's, been, it's been a great process. It's really, really impacted my outlook on life positively, uh, finding myself not getting hung up on the small stuff quite as much, and just generally being a better kind of like leader, puppet master to myself and to my support network at work and in my personal life. Um, really, really looking forward to the next month or two because I've got a couple meetups with Joe and Mark, uh, which are always lots of fun. It'd be really nice to catch up, spit some verses, check a little die, and just generally involve ourselves in some chicanery, as, as Mark would put it. Um, 
yeah, and then I just, you know, we, this is sort of a momentum update if, if you wanted to ask Mark and Joe and I what, it, what, what, it, what it's called. So uh, I just picked out a couple momentum related quotes uh, that I thought people would like. So um, while a good leader sustains momentum, a great leader increases it. Uh, don't get bogged down with all the details of how it's going to come together. Just do the dishes and watch the momentum build. And then finally, enthusiasm is the energy and force that builds literal momentum of the human soul and mind. That one's getting a little bit deep. Um, Mark and Joe and I haven't done, I, as far as I understand, any reading on momentum. We just love the term and we feel it. Um, at most points in life but it, it definitely surges high at, at, at others and, and I think right now we're all really feeling that um, and yeah I hope I hope uh, someone out there listening can do, apply some of this to their own uh, to their own situation much love and uh, keep listening I don't really think we